Welcome along to the Property Academy podcast. I'm your host, Ebert Knight. And I'm Andrew Nichol. And today on the show, we're talking about Airbnb. We're going to dig into the data around it, though. Oh, of course we and, are. <laughs> well, it's because it took me about three hours to update all of the Look data manually. Look how excited you are. You've been such a grump all day, and now your eyes are glazed. you're all excited. Well... I'm excited because we're going to talk about, well, since we last did our big Airbnb webinar during COVID last year, where we were in our lockdown, I've updated our stats and we can now see, well, which areas had the biggest hit in Airbnb? What I mean by that is had the biggest drop off in terms of Airbnbs on the market and which areas had the biggest increase in Airbnbs because there are some areas that have seen up to 70% more Airbnbs on the market compared to prior to COVID or when we last updated those stats. We're also going to say, well, which areas have the highest Airbnb yield, the biggest uplift if you convert your long-term accommodation into an Airbnb? So we're going to cover all of these things in this episode. It's going to be a lot of fun. So the the first thing that I want to go over is, well, what's the number fallen to? So back when we did our big Airbnb webinar back April 2020, there were 31,125 whole home Airbnbs on the market. So that's where you rent the whole place, not just a room. That has dropped by about 7% over the last year, down to about 29,000. Now, that drop is much smaller than I thought it was going to be. But what you've got to remember is that is still about 20% below what they were in February 2020. So when we recorded that back in April, a significant number of Airbnbs had already fallen off the market. They'd already taken a hammering. So we're about 20% lower than what we originally were, but 80% are still out on the market. Yeah. And as we said in our last episode, average weekly earnings of about $679 a week, which is about 40%, 38% up on if you were to rent it out. Occupancy is about 48% on average, daily rate of $202. Now we're going to play a little game. I need you to think wherever you are. I'm going to, I'm going to ask you some <laughs> questions. I'm going to get you to answer some questions. A fun game to play with your spouse on the way to work. Yeah, or just to think while you're running on the treadmill. So what I want you to think about is which sorts of areas would have the biggest increase, percentage increase in the number of Airbnbs on the market. And I've got the top five in front of me. Take a guess. Drum roll, please. Do I have a drum roll sound? Thank you, Andrew. Number one, Hurunui, the Hurunui district, which is in Canterbury. Now, this surprised you, Andrew. Yeah, it did, because it's kind of a, it's a bit more of a sort of remote area. I wonder whether or not Hamna Springs is captured by that area. I, I couldn't tell you off the top of my head. Probably is. Pull out your phone, we'll do a Google map, see what happens. So they've had a 70% increase in the number of Airbnbs over the last 13 months, from April last year to May 2021. So I guess is this is probably a bit of domestic travelling, right? Certainly, if I go through the top five areas... They're really small ones. Now, that has two impacts. First of all, you can have a small number of properties come onto the market and it will look like a big percentage increase. But I also think there's something else going on here. So Kaikoura, for instance, which is in northern Canterbury, has seen a 30% increase in Airbnbs from 158 to 205. Now, that's sort of a lot in terms of broad numbers. But I think what it probably is, is domestic tourists going to smaller areas. Rather than going across to Melbourne, maybe they're going to South Taranaki and Kaikoura and Tararua for whatever reason, to be near family, potentially. But we have seen the biggest increase in those really small areas. Whereas if I compare that to the places that have the biggest drop-off, the places where Airbnbs have just come off the market, it's happened in our biggest cities. So Dunedin, for instance, has lost 
a third of its Airbnbs. That's closely followed in second and third place by Lower Hutt City, Wellington, Auckland, and then Grey District, which is on the West Coast. But certainly, when I look at the top 10 areas that have lost Airbnbs, Hamilton's there, Christchurch is there, Auckland, Wellington, Lower Hutt, Dunedin, it is those bigger cities. And that's probably because two factors. First of all, less international tourism. So people aren't going to stay in central Auckland or people aren't coming over for business purposes. And then it's probably easier to convert a property which is in one of the main cities over into something that's long-term accommodation. It's easier to switch that over because you've got a thriving market there of tenants who want to go and find properties. So that's probably some things that I'm looking at and reading into the data there when I'm talking about which areas have seen the biggest increase in Airbnbs and the ones that have seen the biggest drop-off of Airbnbs. Now, what I want to talk about is the difference between the yield that you'd get. So what I've done is I've gone through the data, I've compared the rental yield out there compared to the Airbnb yield. So that's the average weekly earnings multiplied by 52 divided by the average house price in the area. And look, what I don't want you to focus on is necessarily what the actual yields are, because sometimes this data, you've got to take it with a little grain of salt. I can go more into that if there's more time. But because we are using consistent data across the country, we really want to look at the difference between these two measures. So where is the Airbnb yield way above our assumed rental yield? And this surprised me when I first looked at it, I've decided it makes sense, and I'll tell you why. Because it's data. Because the top five areas, I don't know why I have so much fun every time it's a data episode. It just makes me happy. Nor do we. But the top five areas that have the biggest difference between the Airbnb yield and the rental yield are Hastings, Kaikoura, Nelson, Queenstown, and Invercargill. And to me, this makes sense because certainly the top three are the secondary tourist locations that you'd go to. So the likes of Hastings, Kaikoura, I mean, Nelson, certainly a lot of tourists are going there, but the top three aren't Queenstown. You know, I would have thought Queenstown might have been there. I would have thought that perhaps a Rotorua or a Topo might be in there. But it is those kinds of secondary towns. And I'm estimating that that's probably the case because Maybe you've got fewer hotels there. Perhaps you've got lower rents there, naturally, if it's in a Hastings or Kaikoura where tourism is your biggest market. And probably as well that domestic tourism element. If we've already been to the likes of Rotorua or Topo before, perhaps we all decide that we're going to go to Nelson or a Hastings or a Kaikoura, places where we may not have been before domestically, but we decide to go to certainly over the last 12 months because we are here and we're not able to go overseas or haven't been able to go to overseas in the past. And so that's kind of what I'm reading into this. Invercargill certainly there, perhaps because of the tourism around some of the Bluff Oyster Festival, some of these things, you can see that's where you'd see some Airbnbs making some good rental yields. Now, what I want to ask you, Andrew, is, is the difference surprising? So we've got down here that a property in Hastings could get 80% more rent if on Airbnb. Kaikoura, about 78%. Nelson, what do you think about this? Do they seem high to you? They seem what no, you'd expect? I mean, I, I suppose you, you've got more tourism there and probably, you know, these places you don't have a huge amount of renters, I guess. I think that'd probably be pretty fair to say as well. Now, if we look at the areas that have the smallest opportunity for short-term rental accommodation, compared to renting out your house, they're in the really small areas. They're the areas that you don't think of for going for a holiday. 
Number one, actually, some of them are Canterbury. Yeah, that's um, why I was laughing. Like, yeah, sorry, spoiler alert here. Salwyn District in Waimakere. Anyone going to Rolleston or Rangiora as their holiday destination probably needs to start looking at some of the other places you can find on Instagram. And similarly, I see Stratford District, which is in Taranaki, and I've driven through that town so many times on my way between Hawara and New Plymouth. The Airbnb yield there, we're estimating that it's about 11% less than the average rental yield in that case. Now, that doesn't mean that every Everybody who's putting their properties on Airbnb in that area are stupid. It just means that for them it might make sense on a holistic level. We're saying, look, the average property perhaps shouldn't be an Airbnb within Stratford District. Sorry for anybody listening in Stratford. There's probably not a lot going on in that area. Certainly you do have Mount Taranaki there, but I mean, there's only so many times you can stand underneath the glockenspiel and look up at the Romeo and Juliet puppets that come out of there. Anybody who's been through Stratford knows what I'm talking about in that case. So I think the trends here are really interesting. What are the areas that tend to get a better yield on Airbnb or are more likely to make a good return on Airbnb compared to renting that house out of the market? It's probably those secondary holiday hotspots and then, you know, closely followed by Queenstown, maybe in Auckland in there. But the ones that you want to focus on are probably the, your Hastings, your Kaikoura, your Nelson, any others that fit within that category. The ones you want to stay away from are the ones that people aren't going on holiday on. And that part definitely makes sense. Now, one thing I do need to defend, Andrew, as well, because I know somebody's going to ask me about it. Is they going to say, Ed, what's your data source on this? Because I want to chase it up. Everybody always asks when I start talking about Airbnb. Look, there is not a perfect place to get data, but I do tend to get mine from AirDNA. And I think what's more important to think about, again, is not what those numbers are. So the fact that through our estimates, we're looking at an Airbnb yield of 6.5% in Hastings District. Now, it doesn't actually matter whether that number is necessarily true or not, because what we're really trying to figure out is, well, if I am going to invest in Airbnb, where is perhaps the best place to do that compared to renting it out? And when we've got consistent data across the country, that's where we can make these regional comparisons. And I think that's the most important thing, not what the data actually is, but how it compares to one another and that we're using a consistent data set across the country. Now, I know that that's really nerdy and some of you data nerds will be like, oh, yes, I love getting into the technicalities of it. And the rest of you will just be thinking, God, I wish I hadn't driven to work and played guess that Airbnb stat with Ed McKnight this morning. (laughs) Hey, I think we can make a game show out of this. But look, what I do want to say is, you know, those takeaways – probably investigate areas that have good tourism, particularly domestic tourism, maybe fewer hotels in that instance, but certainly there is money to be made on Airbnb. Perhaps you should consider it, depending on your financial situation, if you are looking to add some yield into that property portfolio. Hey, look, let's wrap it up there, but please don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. really does help us get the message out to more people. And hey, don't forget that on Tuesday, we have got our monthly webinar. We are talking about how to run the numbers on an investment property. It's going to be a lot of fun. And anybody who actually turns up, we're going to give you the exact spreadsheet we use to run the numbers for rental properties ourselves. This is an update on the one that we've previously released. And hey, I'm very excited to show you because the update is so cool for all of us hardcore data nerds. How do you sign up for that? Tap or swipe over the cover art. There'll be a link in the show notes or just go to opuspartners.co.nz. Listening to the Property Academy podcast. I'm your host, Evan Knight. And I'm Andrew Nichol. And we're going to be back again tomorrow with even more daily strategies, tactics, and insights to help you get the most out of the New Zealand property market. Until next time, 